Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, today is Sunday. A lot of people are probably relaxing. Tomorrow is a national holiday, Memorial Day. Um, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a holiday weekend. It's, it's one of those holidays that, you know, if you really think about it, it's tough that we have to have a Memorial Day because obviously a lot of people lost lost a ton of people lost their lives. So we can <clears throat> grill out and have hot dogs and hamburgers and yep. just be American. So and I don't want to be remiss to the fact of what what this holiday really means. But it uh, you know for those of us that, that are that are out in the working world, it is usually the first holiday of the year, first long weekend. So uh, it is a good time for 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 everybody to sort of get a little R and R. But you're working tomorrow, full full day, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. We work 24 hours a day at the Roby oh, Family there Companies. You go. We are available. I don't think we used to have Memorial Day off. I think that was an adder. You don't think you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we used to take Memorial Day off. We had five holidays, and it was it became number six. Right. Right. Well, that was when your 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 dad was sort of running the helm, and I think he, if anybody, if he wanted to decide to work on Memorial Day doing two tours in Vietnam, I think he could probably make that call. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I used to in in high school and college. I used to work on Memorial Day, my extra day, make me a little extra money, drive the dump truck around. There yeah. you go. There you go. I, I have some fond Memorial Day memories with me and my friends doing work with the cut off sleeve shirt and the pipes hanging out the window. Yep, me and Dan uh, slinging brick at a brick mason. Dan Bailey, I remember that. Good old days. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of brick, we got to give a shout out to our friends at US Brick who. Uh, oh yeah. Who hosted us at the PGA last Friday? A really nice event. Very nice of them to do that. And my buddy YPO friend, we, uh, Mikey, Mikey Johnson, yeah. owns US Brick. We need to get him on the radio. He said he would do it. Oh, I, I buttered him up a little bit. You agree? So, uh, you, he he's he's butter up a boy, isn't he? He's a, he's a great guy, super friendly. But we had a yeah. nice time. I'll tell you something. They did that's really smart. Is where they were where their seats were located. He got a lot of incoming shots. And so as as you arrive, he would hand you a hard hat with U.S. brick, just you know, just to keep yourself safe. Oh, that was a pretty good that's little marketing. Pretty, the first class, he's a he's a pretty good marker. He was in the telephone business in a previous life, family business, telephone pole business. Excuse me, not telephone, telephone pole right. business. Uh, and, and they exited that business, and and now he's in the brick business, out of South Carolina in Columbia area. Well, I think he would be a really good guest. I hope you all listen when he comes on because it seems like he just has a remarkable story. Great guy. My father-in-law, Tom Settlemeyer, sold uh, underground power cables for his career for a company called Okanite. Give him a little shout-out. Yeah. Uh, and his territory was mainly primarily South Carolina, so he called on a lot of power co-op presidents and stuff like that. Uh, and he knew Mikey before I ever became YPO, so when I told him I was – and I had met Mikey before, and I told him I was going to – joined YPO about 10 years ago and he goes oh my gosh 
I've watched Mikey transform through through YPO. It's a wonderful organization. Seeing what he got out of it, I think it'll serve you very well. So uh, our first trip that we went on, uh, he was on that trip, and we we became fast friends. And he's just a salt of the earth guy, great guy. Well, no, he is. And, and, and Trent, I mean, I'm sure for you, I mean, just trying to put myself in that position 10 years ago, I mean, it, I'm it had to be pretty daggum intimidating going to one of these meetings for the first time and not really knowing anybody uh, or not knowing a lot of people like you do now. So having that connection, I'm sure, yeah, helped. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go say hey to Mikey, who yeah, I, I really you, didn't even know. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mikey's probably like, I got to talk to other people. Get away from me. He's so nice. <laughs> he let me tag along a little bit. Well, and, uh, I mean, that's a good business lesson, though. You know, I mean, you go to any networking, whether it's YPO or, or really anything. I mean, everybody has that feeling when you everybody first Everybody does. Up. I always speak about that, how put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Right. Everybody's dealing with this shoes everybody's got struggles everybody's uncomfortable and nervous uh and and but as humans we think everybody's perfect right they're living the perfect life they have no mental anguish everything's hunky-dory and you're the only one with problems and uh i i think i just think i i talk about the golden rule every day with my kids uh that's that's my founding principle we ask people about about their you know life creed or whatever on this show i mean treat others the way you want to be treated and understand and and be empathetic have empathy for others have tact and 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 understand that 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 everybody's dealing with something and i think if people approach life that way uh there'd be a lot more happiness Uh, a lot more authenticity for sure so i don't know i try to be happy even when I can't play golf correctly or I <laughs> fail at something or I bust my elbow or anything. Yeah, so. I hear you. No, we, we, hey, we fail a lot. That's how we learn. Uh, yeah. but you, fail forward. Fail most times. Yeah. Sometimes if we fall backwards, but you know, we pick ourselves up pretty quick. But uh, no, Trent, we have, we have a, a guest today, Jack Oss. I, I, I've only talked to Jack very briefly, but I've heard a lot about him, and, uh, and he's sort of a, a, I wouldn't say sort of, he's sort of a LinkedIn legend. I mean, he, he does a podcast also, so he should be uh, you know, well-versed to, to what we're doing here. But uh, everything I've heard about this guy, is he just has one remarkable story that, that I think people are really going to enjoy listening to. He owns an architecture and brand Cor- company. Correct. Uh, so it seems like he helps businesses. I, I'm intrigued to learn. Everybody's told me he's got the greatest story. He's a first-generation immigrant from Columbia, South America. Uh, and I always talk about our workforce. Um, man, first-generation immigrants are the hardest-working people because they see America for opportunity, and they come here and they give it all they got. And, uh, you know, I wish that would linger, <laughs> that fervor would linger on down some generations. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, man, country built on immigration so i'm excited to talk to jack you ready to do this let's do it welcome back to at home with roby i'm patrick mcisaac from roby commercial services along with trent Haston from the roby family of companies we are your hosts if you missed the first segment go back you can check out our podcast uh wherever podcasts are found but uh no we had a pretty good first segment obviously want to recognize it we're on the Sunday before Memorial Day, uh, which is obviously the importance of the holiday uh, is dear and dear to, to Trent and I's heart and, and all the Roby family of companies. 
But Trent, we're, we're joined today by by Jack Osa. Yeah, Osa. I think I pronounced that wrong on the first segment. Welcome, Jack. How you doing, buddy? Excellent. How are you guys? Man, we are good. We are we are doing really well. Uh, everybody says that you got the greatest story ever. The greatest uh, story. No pressure, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm a little jealous because I thought I had a good story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, I teed it up on the first segment. I mean, you're, uh, you're, you're a first-generation uh, immigrant from Columbia, South America. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Cool. And you're an architect by trade. Yep. Amongst many other things, also we we want to make sure we point out. I mean, Jack, you're also in the podcast game. Yeah, I do. I do have a podcast called The Power of Design. Power of Design. Yeah, I need to check yep. that out. I'm jealous again. No, I've listened to a couple, <laughs> couple like Jack. You're real good at po- posting, you know, small tidbits on LinkedIn. And I've I've listened to a couple, and uh, you know, just just your your attitude and your demeanor. I find you so inspirational, and you know, I can tell that the guests that you have on your show are are so engaged. And uh, we have shared some similar guests to some folks that you've had on before. Uh, so congratulations on the podcast. I mean, Trent, I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun, as you well know, but it's not its not the easiest thing in the world to, to pull off. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that because, you know, I think as, as you guys know, you never know who's listening. Uh, so it's really good to get some feedback and, and understand that, wow, like it's really making an impact. Yeah. No, I I agree. So Jack, why don't you tell us how how uh, give it start at wherever you think's a good point to start in your life, and and what brought you to the United States, and and I, I want to hear about this journey. Sure. So um, you know, I'm a first generation immigrant, and I went to architecture school in Colombia. And during architecture school, I remember looking at, um, you know, architecture books and magazines and seeing these amazing projects and most of them in the United States. And and somehow in my heart got this dream about going to United States and having my own architecture firm, which sounded very unreal and crazy. So during my last years of architecture school, I started um, doing my presentations when I would write down instead of, you know, I will write down things in English, right? And people are like, man, what, what are you doing? Like, you speak Spanish. <laughs> I will do, like, floor plan and elevation. <laughs> and and I and I had this dream, and I just started growing, growing on me. And it got to a time where um, I graduated from architecture school. My I have two younger brothers. My younger brother graduated from high school, the, you know, political and economical situation in, in, in Colombia was not the best. We had our visas because we had been to Miami one time with our parents, and we had um, about two thousand dollars. My my dad gave me a thousand dollars extra, so we came with three thousand dollars in our bags. We knew people. We had uh, cousins in Atlanta, so that's where we landed, and that was the plan to stay in Atlanta. So we were there for about two weeks. And after that, we had another cousin in Charlotte, and we came to visit her one weekend, and we never left. Wow. <laughs> it's one of those things that I was so impacted by the city, you know, in like one of the first hour being in Charlotte, I was very impressed by the city. And, you know, I come from Colombia, from Bogota, which is a city with 10 million people. It's massive. It's huge. It's like New York City. It's very 
fast, dynamic, it's very dense, and it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's a great city. However, I think Charlotte matched my personality. I tend to be more, um, you know, introvert, calm. So when I saw Charlotte, I immediately felt like, oh, my gosh, this is my place. So with my brother and I, we had $3,000. We rented an apartment for three months. We paid three months in advance. We bought a car for $1,000. We went to Food Lion and got groceries, bought two cricket phones, and started walking South Boulevard in the winter looking for jobs, you know, looking for anything. Because at that point, I didn't know much English. My my little brother knew a little bit more. And we had, uh, you know, we had just to make things happen. And at that point, we had tourist visas, which gives you access to the country for six months. Um, so my brother found a job working in construction, you know, doing sheet rock framing. And then I found a job um, in a restaurant as a busboy. I didn't even know what a busboy was. So, you know, we had to work really hard. Um, I, I was making $5 an hour. And, mm. you know, now when I had my, my architecture degree, I had some experience from Colombia. But, but working at the restaurant, I felt that I was so close to my dream. I was... I was very excited because I will see like a, you know, twenty step ladder, and I'm on step one. And I felt very huh. happy just to be there. Wow! So I, I, I became, I, I was focused on becoming the best boy in the, the best, the best boy in the world, being very organized, doing my best at that restaurant. You know, sometimes my checks bounce. Um, it was very hard, intense physical work, uh, but I was, I was doing it very happy. You know, with my brother, I, and you know, when I think back to those times, I don't even understand how come I was not nervous, or, <laughs> because it was a really hard situation. Mm. So on my days off, um, well, one day at the restaurant, so I I started to find out, you know, how do you really make things happen, um, you know, legally and 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 the proper way. So I found out about, you know, I needed a working visa. I um, met a lady at the restaurant. She was a waitress and her boyfriend used to work for a paralegal. It was a paralegal for a lawyer who did immigration work. So I helped, she helped me get a, an appointment with this lawyer and I found out, okay, I needed a working visa. It's an H-1B, which cost like $4,500 that I didn't have. And, and my task was to find a company to sponsor my working visa. So at the restaurant, I found the yellow pages and I ripped off like four pages with all the architecture firms in Charlotte. And in my only day off, I will take my car early in the morning and I will drive and go to every firm. I didn't even have a resume. I didn't email a resume because I didn't know that's how you do it. I was just just showing up and saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> so one of those companies, I went to a small firm in, located in South Boulevard. Somebody said, yeah, well, yeah, let me see what you have. I had a, a folder, a binder with my portfolio work. I've always been very interested in technology, so I have a fair amount of, of good work. Talked to them, showed them what I had, and they asked me to come back for a formal interview two weeks later, which I did. At that time, it was still working you know, at the restaurant very hard. And after the interview, they said, we, well, and the interview, I said, I need a working visa. I talked to this lawyer. This is the business card. It costs this money, which I don't have. And you pretty much need to need to sign up all this paperwork 
with um, immigration saying that you're responsible for being in the country. <laughs> and and they say, well, why don't you... This on your first... After your first interview. Yeah. And they say, well, why don't you come back in two weeks, work for a week, no commitment, so we know that you, you know, we don't know how to check your references or anything. Let us see what happens during that week and we let you know we pay you for the week and I said sure so it was the craziest week of my life because I had my dream that I could almost touch it wow I was working at the restaurant like crazy very intense work and and I will go there in the morning they will give me you know um, floor plans very easy tasks to kind of test my abilities and I will do a lot of AutoCAD work and started just like killing it you know I remember that keyboard was on fire because I was like, this is my opportunity. So I produced an incredible amount of work in that weekend. <laughs> and Whoa. and at that point, you know, I had been in this country about four months, which means if my tourist visa expired at six months, I had to leave the country. Because otherwise I would be here illegally, which I didn't want. And, and about a month before my visa expired, I got a call from the lawyer that I met with. And she said, hey, Jack. Just want to let you know this company called and they just pay for your working visa. You start next week. Dang. Hey, hey, that's a good breaking point. One question for you, Jack. What year yeah. was this you came to the to Charlotte? 2000, 2002. 2002. 2002. And how old were you? 23. Wow. That is awesome. Well, uh, we're going to cut to a break to pay some bills. Will you stick around and continue this wonderful story? Sounds good. Okay, we got Jack Osa. You're listening to At Home with Roby when we return. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, I am on the edge of my chair. Uh, we have Jack Osa from Osa uh, d- Design, amongst other things. Uh, Jack has gone through his story. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he started, I mean, came from Columbia. He was in, in architectural school. If you missed his last couple of, uh, I'm sorry, if you missed the last couple of segments, go back, hit the podcast. And his dream was to come to the United States and own an architectural firm. Uh, he and his brother got here with with 3000 bucks, right? And, uh, and and here he is. If At the end of the last segment we left off is, is now Jack is, is has got funding to become a legal citizen with one month left on his working visa, uh, and you're, you're, you said the keyboard's on fire and I'm working because I'm, I'm, I guess now you're on step two of that 20, 20 step, step ladder to, to get to your dream, Jack. Oh, sure. Yeah. That was step two because the working visa is a temporary visa. It's only good for three years. And, and, you know, the system is set up, it's, it's a very well oiled system and it's all about, you know, paperwork comply with the regulations, money, deadlines, and as long as you can do that, you're good. And I'm a very process-oriented person, so to me it was like a very easy exercise, just me and a lot of hours. So I got my, my first job with my working visa, and, you know, it was amazing. So I started, you know, learning, understanding, you know, how how do you build in the United States, how, how are you an architect, and making making buildings reality, you know, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, and I got to a point where about um, at the fourth year at that firm, I felt that I 
started hitting a ceiling. You know, I didn't see a lot of uh, opportunities to grow and how to go and do other things. So I started looking for jobs and found a, another opportunity with a larger firm. Um, and at that point, I had to transfer my working visa and renew it for other three years and started gaining a lot more experience. And it was a point where I was very excited. You know, I always think that I'm, I'm happy as long as I'm growing and I feel challenged by opportunities. And and I was, it, was, it, was, it was harder, but, you know, I felt really good. Uh, during that time, also at the at the restaurant when I used to work, I made a, uh, I met a lady from Venezuela, which is currently my wife today. So she she has been with me along that journey, and um, during my second uh, architecture job, we had another kid. You know, we had our second one, and that's when 2009 happened. So. You know, I had this great job. My wife had a great job. We're happy. We bought this house. And all of a sudden, with the downturn, she got laid off. My salary got cut to 60%. And so we were to pretty much 40% of our total income. Mm. And it was a very humbling experience to kind of downsize. And since that day, I said, you know, I, I never want to put financial pressure on my wife. If she wants to work, great. If she doesn't want to do it, perfect. I don't care, but I'm taking care of, of the household. And that decision has been amazing because we really changed our family dynamics. And during the, that time, about in 2010, I I started um, thinking about looking for another job, even though it was difficult because different firms were, were, they were you know laying people off. It was a very hard time. And I found a job at a, at a global architecture firm here in Charlotte, you know, a really big firm. And I spent seven years there where, you know, I got to the point where I felt, well, you know, man, I made it. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm in corporate America and growing and getting bonuses. This is great. You know, health insurance. My family is happy. My wife doesn't work. This is awesome. But somewhere down inside in my heart, I felt a void. And it was that dream that I had back in Colombia about, you know, having my own farm. Even though I had achieved what I had, I, I felt kind of guilty for not being content and happy for that. I spent a lot of time, you know, with my mind, um, talking to God, talking to my wife about why do I, am I ungrateful or what? You know, I got everything I wanted. But after some couple of years of thinking and spiritual research, got to the point when I realized that's my mission in life, and 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 it's too easy to trust God when you have a paycheck. And it's, it's a whole different thing when you own a business. So in in January 2017, I resigned. I bought a computer. I didn't have much savings or clients, and I started my own business. So I created a firm. The, the firm that I always wanted to work for. And, and that was in January 2017. Wow. So you've been at this, you know, a little over you know, four and a half years, give or take. And, yeah. and you had, I love the analogy you had on the first, the first part of the show is that when you were, you were a bus boy, you were here with your, your brother, $3,000, you came to Charlotte, you stayed for a week and realized this, a weekend, realized this is where, you know, you never left. And, yep. and you've said you were on step one of a 20-foot step ladder, and the, and the top was your dream. So are are you at step 18, 19, or do you feel like you're on top of that step ladder down in your No, I, and... I think like I'm at like nine. 
nine. Um, the, yeah, the amazing thing is that you know, if I if I if I could see if God took me from being a bus boy making five twenty five an hour to today being a business owner doing business at a very different scale. Imagine where can I go from where I am today? Well. I, I say it as, as you go through life and you achieve stuff, the goal line gets moved back. It's kind of like my analogy right. is when I was learning to swim a, a, as a five-year-old or six-year-old, uh, that they would stand there and I'd put my head down and start swimming. They keep walking back, you know, yeah. Yeah. Make, make it longer. But that's what that's what you're supposed to do if you want to keep growing and keep finding that happiness and fulfilling that void. And you know, a new void will get created if you if you're not excelling at your gift that God has given you. So, uh, and, and it seems like you, you understand that very well. Yeah. And I think, you know, two important things to me are, you know, you know, the platform, this is the, probably one of the few countries when you can make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a U.S. citizen today. You know, this is my country. This is my community. This is what I vote. With this is what I contribute, and what happened to me today is what has been happening to generations, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, and and it's amazing to see how that is still, you know, the American dream is not a concept; it's a reality. It changed people's lives. Amen. And and I feel that there's a lot of people that they they think that's a concept or an idea that lives somewhere else, you know, in the past, or it happens to some others, but they don't realize that they're part of it. Some, some, one day somebody asked me a question, which it was a very, really good question. He said, what is your biggest frustration with Americans? And I said, they don't know what they have. They have no mm. idea. You guys are millionaires in blessings, in opportunities, yep. and, and you don't recognize it. You have the ability to bless people. You have the ability to change people's lives. Because those architects that gave me my first job, McClure Nicholson, Montgomery, you know, yeah, Jim, yeah. Charles, man, they, they, they changed my life, my family, generations. Like, that opportunity that they gave me, it was amazing. Wow. And, and I think, uh, you know, I have I've been very thankful to them, but I think still they don't understand the magnitude. Or what they did, and every single person has that opportunity today, because people are here. The opportunities here, especially now coming out of COVID, when things are getting very, um, you know, excited. Everybody's kind of ready to make things happen. You can change a lot of people's lives, and that is an opportunity, and and to me, a right and and an obligation that we all have, because we are have been benefited of those uh, people that did it before us, even if it was 10 years ago, 100, or, you know, 200 years ago. Man, that is uh, I, I, so refreshing to hear you say this. Agreed. Uh, a man of no excuses. Well, uh, well Jack, why, why don't you leave us? I mean, I think you've told a lot about what's important in your life. What is the, I mean, what is your one, what, what's your north compass in life? Like, what, what is one statement that you live by? And then, Jack, give us, a, give us a selfless plug, please, for your business. Sure. So, um, first, I think my, my north today is, uh, you know, my children. I have three children. 
Jacob is 12 years old, Juliana is nine, and Jonah is four. So, you know, everything I do is thinking about them mm-hmm. and what kind of world do I want to help build for them, what kind of opportunities and what kind of teachings I want to leave them because, you know, my parents left me at some point in life where they did their best and now it's my time to pass the baton to them. So, you know, thinking about my kids is a big thing. Uh, Now, talking about my business, we are an architecture and brand design firm. So we do a lot of commercial architecture, high-end residential design, and we are the only company who do brand design and uh, architecture, understanding what brand design is. So we help companies understand what's the clear differentiator they bring to the marketplace and when we help we help them create marketing material that reflects what that is wow how, how can people get a hold of you jack oh the the easiest thing will be go to my um website or connect with me in linkedin you know my last name is osa o-s-s-a um osastudio.com or just Jack also on LinkedIn, and, you know, I receive connections. I'm very active on social media, Instagram and LinkedIn, and I'm always looking forward to connect with people that are aligned with my vision. Well, thank you, Jack. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Godspeed to you, your family, and your career, and your business. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies, Trent, that was pretty inspirational. Yeah, man. That was awesome. What a story. Jack Osa. And, I mean, what a great time to have his story as a, as a first-generation immigrant from Colombia. Here we are at Memorial Day. Uh, the United States is now his country. He pays into it. He's bought in. Uh, the American dream is live and real. Just listen to this guy if you don't believe it. Yeah, and and, and, and Charlotte. Charlotte. I mean, he gave a good plug to Charlotte. I mean, he said Charlotte isn't all 10 million people and hubbubby and da-da-da. It's just a laid-back place with hardworking, good people. That's why I love Charlotte. Well, I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more growing up outside of Atlanta. I mean, and then you know, coming to Charlotte, having a little bit of perspective on both. Uh, I mean, we, we were so fortunate to have this city. And, and we're also fortunate as Americans. I mean, just listen to what he said. He, I, I mean, I got to reiterate that. He said the one thing that frustrates him the most or someone asked him that question is that we have all this opportunity and we have all this this, this privilege really as, as, as Americans to, to move forward and to grab you know, the bull by the horn, so to speak. And he said, you know, it's, it's like a lot of people don't realize that and take it for granted, which uh, this is the one weekend where you don't do that. And, and, and immigration is such a hot topic. It's politicized, right? right? Illegal immigration... Immigration at the south border, uh, he says there's a process in place. He wanted to be legal. He wanted to pay taxes and do it right. I mean, it's there. Uh, and, and, and America is a country of immigrants. I'm hundred percent. So, so there's no question about that. And uh, and frankly, I've learned a little bit about this. Our birth rate is a little low these days. Uh, so unless we keep great immigrants immigrating to America, you know, it's hard to compete with the world and these other, other, other countries that have, have higher birth rates because you need people to produce goods and to produce economic activity. No, you're right. So, uh, I mean, can you, can you imagine this? All right. So he graduated his at architectural school in 2000. I graduated high school in 2000. I'm just looking at his LinkedIn. He didn't say that, but you're walking down South Boulevard with an architectural degree 
looking for a job making $5.20 an hour. It, you have $3,000 to your name, you and your brother, and you don't know anybody in this country, and you can barely speak English. I mean, it's remarkable. And he wanted to be the best bus boy ever. That's it. The number one bus boy. That's why, like with anything. And, and, and another thing, uh, I was telling some guys about this the other day at one of our YPO conferences. This, this fella spoke, and he said, hey, you have four areas, you know, of your life. you got your business, your family, you know, your personal. He said, in any of those areas, and, and he said, I, I'm not telling you to—, to this is not a necessarily a Christian statement. It's anything, but he said you got to have faith. As humans, you got to have faith. Yeah. And he said, spend ten minutes a day on something in meditation. Go to your God and and just focus on your wife today for ten minutes every day for a period of time. He's like, and anything you want to happen can happen. And it goes along with what Jack's saying. And you go, oh. 10 minutes a day how's something gonna happen i'm telling you man go quiet time and focus on something 10 minutes a day like if i'm having a problem at work or something and there's something i want i need help with i go and talk to my god and focus on it and ask for help on that subject and it ideas just start flowing no i mean it, it opportunities just start opening up and it, it, it power the power of thought and prayer is remarkable. I mean, you're right. We we went to the touchdown club and it had we had uh, Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Greg Olson was supposed to be there. His son TJ is having having a tough time right now, and obviously that's more important to him. But they asked Luke Keekley, "Hey, and I thought it was a really remarkable, quick statement. What can, what can we do for 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 the Olson family who is just I mean talking about you know a, a Charlotte. I mean they're the, they're awesome. They do yeah. so much for our city. And he said, just think about them." Pray yep. for them. That's There's it. power there. Just, just take two. Just like you said, take two minutes out of your day and think about TJ and the Olson family. And so, I mean, the Olsons know that we're all, you know, the whole city's behind you and behind what they're going through. But uh, you're right. I mean, it's just it's faith. And 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 Jack decided in architectural school, I'm going to own an architectural firm in the United States. And his buddies in Columbia were like, "You, I've lost your mind. Yep. You're crazy. It's never going to happen." And now all they got to do is go to his LinkedIn page. And he's busting his butt being a busboy, <laughs> yeah. making $5 an hour. He awesome. isn't saying, oh, man, I've got an architecture degree. I shouldn't be making $5 <laughs> yeah. an hour. This is crap. He he busted his butt yep. and, 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 and had faith that he was going to, a door would open and he'd go up another rung. Faith, and he had fun. And, and, yeah. and had faith and, and, and very positive attitudes. Anyway, what a wonderful show. Uh, Jack Osa. Osa Osa Design Design. Uh, what do you say? Sorry, Osa Studio. OsaStudio.com. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful Memorial Day. We've had a blast with y'all. Hey, go do the Golden Rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated, and smile today. You listening to At Home with Roby?